I think I know a little bit, but I, I want to hear from you. Um, it's crazy, man. I've always had a, <clears throat> I've always had a love of music. Um, I grew up listening to like all different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. So, um, I also, even in my family, like my grandpa used to have a little, little uh, band that he used to have with with his brothers that yeah. they would play like music and stuff like that. So like it's always kind of been there. And I remember I used to tell uh, <laughs> I used to tell my mom when I was a kid, I was, I was in middle school that I was like, I'm going to be a music producer. I'm going to be a music producer because I wanted to, to produce music. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And, you know, obviously, as being my mom, she was like, nah, you, you need to go go to school and do some, you know, do become a lawyer or something. And but <clears throat> yeah, it like all started from there. And I didn't start producing till I was 17. Oh, okay. Because I, I had been writing music before that. I was, when I was like 14, I think. Yeah, I was 14. I started actually rapping. And that's kind of where it started. Yeah. I, I started rapping and then I went to producing music when I was 17 because they had just offered that same year uh, music technology. New class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and it was just like they had the iPads and shit, and it was like, yeah, yo, this is this is this is fun. This is, yeah. this is. And from then, I've just been I've been producing from that point on. Facts, facts. I didn't even know you was producing like back then. You know, I didn't even know you was into music around that time for real, for real. So that's crazy. Yeah, because at that time, I had kind of, I think at that time, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a confidence thing going on. I mean, because I, I did, uh, I remember battling a couple people, battling with and doing some freestyles with some friends and stuff like that um, out there. But it wasn't like nothing too known, if that makes sense, because it was uh-huh. It was just one of those things. I guess, I, like I said, I think it was just a confidence thing that I didn't feel like I honed my skills enough to uh, to feel super confident in, in everything that I was doing, you know, uh, like writing-wise. And then production. Production actually came fairly easy to me in terms of coming, putting things together. Um but I also worked really hard at that because I remember um, when I was in that class, in that music technology class, there was like seven or eight projects. And each project equals one beat. There was one beat per project, right? Yeah. So that was like eight beats by the end of the semester that we needed to have done. And I had on my iPad, the iPad that I would get was I had 21 or 22 because I would make a beat, finish it for the project, and I'd be like, "Ah, I'm gonna make two more." There was a time that I presented one or t- I presented like two, two beats for uh, okay. one of my project for one of the projects. You was you was ready. <laughs> oh yes, sir. It was just once once I got my I got my hands on it, I just couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. So like um, so like what? So let's talk about like your sound as far as producing like. Okay, it's a two part. So, how would you describe your sound as far as production and like 
what modern day artists or past artists could you see your sound fitting for? Oh, those are actually really good questions. Um, how do I feel my current sound is? Well, I do. I do a lot of modern stuff. I do. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of like, especially with with drums and and shit like that. I think I do a lot of modern mm-hmm. uh, sounding beats, but a lot of my beats do contain a lot of uh, instrumentation. Mm-hmm. So. Like I know a lot of my beats will have pianos and or guitars. Those have been kind of my biggest things recently. I've because I've kind of I kind of switch when it comes to sounds. Because I remember when I first started uh, really getting into it, where I was actually doing it on like FL Studio. Yeah. I would use a lot of it would be piano and strings to to uh, is what I would use. In, in my sounds to kind of just make a dark tone because yeah. I, I do make a lot of dark sounding beats or whatever, but I also feel like I don't, const- I don't put a constraint on myself because I don't really ever go into, into a beat with the idea of what I'm going to make. It's very rare that I do. So I kind of just go and, uh, listen to what sounds good so a lot of yeah like a lot of my beats i think do have a lot of instrumentation a lot of things a lot of build-up i notice because i kind of i guess that probably comes from like the songwriter aspect from when i would write heavily uh-huh. is that i kind of look at beats and i think of how to start them off and how to arrange them so it's like a build-up so like i'll put the first few bars of of the of the to kind of have a little bit less sounds and then I'll add a little bit more towards the end till it hits the hook where the full where all the sounds come in and play at the same time or mm-hmm. or whatever because usually the hook is the loudest part of your song so I take a lot of that into consideration when I'm when I'm producing so I yeah I don't know if I would really say that I have a specific sound I mean I I do but I I don't, I feel like, because I've been told before that I'm, I've been told before I was playing some beats for a friend of mine a while back and he had told me, he's like, these beats are not beats that you can just rap over. A lot of the beats you have to say something over, you know, you have to really uh, create content with it. If, if you get what I mean. Like create some kind of yeah, like a concept. Uh, you can't just yeah, be, exactly. Yeah, like a concept song. Uh, yeah, you Facts, can't just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, which is kind of what I've always wanted to, you know. I've always that's because that's how I always that's how I feel like my music is. I always try to say something mm-hmm. when it whenever I I do write from occasion or from time to time, and um, so so yeah that probably would describe my sound as best as i can that's how i would describe it and um your second question was was what oh yeah like what artists could you see yourself like your sound fitting with like an artist it could be a famous artist a local artist like who you see like your sound fits with like an artist you've heard or you get what i'm saying yeah yeah um 
I would say probably. I w- I've been told before that some of my beats sound like something Juice World could have been on. Rest in peace to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been told there was some that I've made that it sounds like M could be on. We was talking about, I heard you say Eminem right then, but uh, Juice World, and Eminem, I would say those are quality picks. You feel me? Oh, oh, definitely. I when when I heard the Eminem one, yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know about that one. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's M, dog. But this is like I said, that was, that was someone else's opinion, <laughs> so I can't really disagree with it. You know, I just yeah, take yeah. compliment and move on with my life. Um, so, I'm gonna used to chop it up about Eminem though, like you talking about like his crazy antics and all his shit. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah yes, we chop it up talking about M. I was like, yeah. It's crazy, like, looking at somebody like M, like, bro, they, their career is just, I think him and Jay and Nas is just, like, what longevity is, you feel me, as far as a career. Absolutely. Yo, did you hear Nas's new project, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, most oh, de- yeah, fire, definitely. Yeah. The King Disease, yeah. I fuck yeah, with that Death Row East, heavy. Tell your story and add it up there. Yeah, I was like, yo, that's crazy. I actually like that, uh, the one he did with, uh, a boogie, yeah, that's kind of yeah. hard, yo. I, yeah, I didn't expect it. Nas to get on that kind of beat. I heard it, I was like, yo, that's, that's fire. Definitely, definitely. So, like, uh, I heard you say like early on, uh, you started writing music first, then you start producing. So, did producing kind of like shoulder the load? So it's like you more, do you still write as much as you produce, or you produce more than you write, or it's like it's balanced. You still. I... I definitely, I feel like I produce more than I write nowadays, but there, I do have times where I will like get on like a a creative binge in terms of writing. And then like, I'll have moments where I won't, for some reason I'll get like, I guess beat block or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back to writing and then I'll be super focused on that for a month, couple months, something like that. Then from there, I kind of get end up with like a writer's block thing and end up going back to producing, you know, kind of taking a break and and going to the other one. Yeah. So I I try to I try to balance them both, but it just depends on on what I'm feeling like doing. But I would definitely say that I think I I write. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So you haven't like you haven't put out like any type of project or you know, anything have you? No, no. I I mean, I've put out like a few beats or any, but I haven't really, because I'm super picky, man. It, it's one of those things where, it's the same thing with my writing, by the way. It's mm-hmm. like I get super, super picky about what I do. It's like, is, is this going to be good? Is this, you know, this sounds good to me, but if somebody else hears it, what are they going to think? You know, because ultimately it's up to someone else to, to choose if like for example a beat mm-hmm. so like is there any artist or did i overdo it did i put too many sounds up here or, or does this make sense if we're going back to my writing i was like well does this make sense if i connect it like this or whatever you know it it, it has a lot of uh second guessing i guess and yeah. a lot of the beats that i put out were just beats that i really didn't have to second guess I, I kind of once I was done with them, I knew I was done with them. I was just like, "Yo, this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I envisioned for this beat." So that's kind of what I base off 
what I put out. And and a lot of times too, sometimes it'll be like a I'll do a I'll make a beat or something and then I'll be like, "All right, you know what? I'm not 100% sure about this. I'll check again tomorrow or whenever." But then I start making something else and then I forget about that beat or I leave it alone and then I end up coming back to it later than I intended to or something or just mm-hmm. haven't gone back to it at all just because I could I just keep working a lot of times because yeah. I'm always practicing something if I'm not like a lot of times I'll like a lot of times I'll record myself like actually record myself like rapping or I'll record songs and then I'll mix them to practice my mixing just to to see if it would sound how it sounds which i think i have gotten better on that aspect but yeah so like i'll i'll practice that or i'll uh practice mixing beats and stuff like that to kind of bring them bring them back bring them out a little bit if that makes sense oh yeah yeah definitely so uh what would you say like you like you gain inspiration from. Hmm. I feel like inspiration. What I gain inspiration from is just a lot of times. It depends on what you're talking about, because yeah. I do te- like when it comes to to music. I definitely feel like when it comes to writing music, when it comes to me rapping stuff, I feel like a lot of my inspiration definitely comes from like real life circumstances yeah so you know when you when you're really feeling something there have been times that i've gotten really something was going on or whatever and then i just got it was just one of those things that was on on my head so much to the point where i decided to to write and vent it out and then i I just come up with the verse will be done in like 20 minutes with little to no editing because I'll, uh, because what's going on, it's what feels real to me, you know. Yeah. And then there are, there are times where I, again, like a lot of the artists that I like to listen to provide me a lot of inspiration. So M is one, J Cole, Kendrick, um, Jay Z, Nas. People, a lot of those people who are really, really heavy on their careers. Mm-hmm. And really take their time with their music and stuff like that really do uh, provide me inspiration as well on that aspect. And um, a lot of times, I won't lie to you, a lot of times, I feel like inspiration is kind of weird because a lot of people usually try to uh, try to say that, you know, they're waiting for motivation and inspiration to come. But sometimes I do feel like you got to find it yourself. Sometimes you you gotta. I believe it was Tech. Yeah, dig deep. Yeah, I believe it was Tech said this because somebody asked him something along the lines of, "How do you always have something to rap about?" And he says that he goes, he goes and does things in his life. You know, he goes out, he whatever, and then that translates to his music. You know. So, That's another, yeah, I'm glad you said that though, because Tech Amino, bro, he's another dude with longevity in his career that we can add to that. And you know what? Too. Oh, absolutely. And he did it himself. He's he has his own independent, his own straight independent, independent came in the door like yeah. that. Like, he was around. Him. He was around in that era with like M and D12 and all. He got songs yeah. with D12 and shit. So it's like 
he was around in that era, and he's still here to this day. He's known as one of the rapid fire lyricists. So, oh, definitely. Tech Nine always got my respect. You know? Absolutely, Tech Nine is crazy. Tech Nine beyond. I don't even. You know. Yeah. Tech, tech is crazy lyrically. His the the way he sits in the pockets, like with his flow, is just. I can't. It's it's remarkable to me, because he just finds pockets than one typically would would find you know yeah. and um and it sits well on almost every beat that i've heard him on and i'm just like yes yeah but it's fire though so i can't be mad yeah definitely though man but i think bro you need to i was, li- I was looking around i was here and there and i seen like you had like a uh you listed it as like a polo g type beat yeah that shit was hard. You feel me? Thank you. Appreciate that. That shit was hard. So I was like, bro, this nigga is really, this dude, he's really, he's in it. You feel me right now? I see like a lot of potential and all this stuff. That's why I was asking, like, do you have like, you know, like a project or not just like a, a project, but like just, you know, motherfuckers put out like instrumental shits. I seen yeah. niggas do, yeah. So I was like, yeah, if you got something out, yo, I'm out, I'll definitely, you know, fuck with it. Cause I, I definitely see, you know, Definitely, the potential is definitely there, man. Like, I ain't even know you was on that type of music tip, for real, for real. Yeah. Yeah, like, I got, you know what? I love how you brought up that Polo G beat, because Polo G has been one of those dudes that, I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I was kind of sleeping on. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until, like, 2020 that we had the whole lockdown thing. So, like, yeah. closer to the end of 2020, I didn't even remember exactly how, like, I had always heard of Polo G, but I never yeah. Really, it's probably like, like, he came out the year before with that pop out stuff. You know, I thought it was a cool yeah. song and all that. I ain't listened to his whole project, but with that whole next project, uh, the goat, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. The goat was probably my my most listened to of twenty twenty within the two months because once I, like I said, I I don't even remember exactly what it was that made me say, you know what, I'm gonna go check out this guy's stuff. I just like I had always heard Apollo G, but I never, mm-hmm. yeah, I never really. Ter- I just kind of assumed he was more on the mumble rap type of thing, and then I guess that was just my my assumption. So I was yeah. just like, all right, you know, whatever. So I didn't think nothing of it. And then I went and I listened to some songs from the Goat and listened to it from from the beginning, and I was just like, yo, this dude is actually really dope. And and he. What I love about Polo G, Polo G actually reminds me a lot of like the old school, uh, like old school hip hop artists, like coming out from like NWA and stuff like that. And the reason I say that is because he's super real, like you know what I mean. He's yeah. super like straight up in your face with with the reality of what he's talking about. If if you get what I mean, yeah what i really like about him plus he does like his emotional he has like the emotional thing you know he'll he'll have his songs where he he'll brag about whatever he's bragging about but then he has the emotional side on some of his songs too yeah he can he tell stories too though yeah yeah his crazy ability is ridiculous yeah what on his last project what was it i was just listening to this earlier hall of fame he got a story yeah, junk up there yeah that junk is crazy bloody canvas i think it was called. yeah Yo, mm-hmm. right and it's it's you know I feel like there's always like a quotable on Polo G's records. There's always one line that I feel like is really quotable and or really deep. So 
it and then another thing, I never really have heard him miss on features either. He he usually kills every yeah. feature he's on. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like Polo G is crazy to me. I, I love Polo G music. So you always say even as a kid, you listen to a variety of music. So when you say variety, you talking about like because you know as hip hop evolved since we were kids, you know it's been like different. It's different sounds and rap of course it's trap you know the backpack yeah i was asking was um we listen to different genres of music or you just talking about like different styles of hip-hop um different genres of music when i was when i was younger see it's crazy Mm -hmm. okay back when i was a kid like before middle school Mm -hmm. i actually i listened to hip-hop but it was like in passing right at that time Mm -hmm. It was just based off pretty much what my parents would play. Yeah. So my mom used to play like she used to play like, you know, she would play Beyonce. She'd play country music. She'd play uh, certain forms of hip hop and, and things of that nature. You know, it was always just pretty much what was popular at the time. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Then it wasn't until I believe I was... 11 years old and i still remember because prior to that i had just kind of uh i i kind of started learning like what genres were mm-hmm. i'd always just considered it all music and um lil wayne is blowing up at the time and this yeah. was right before or oh no this was after michael jackson died and i remember mm-hmm. that because i used to listen to a lot of michael jackson at the time, because I had just when when he had just died, I had heard. I was like, "Oh, who's this?" You know, I had heard him in passing, but I didn't know exactly his discography and stuff. So then uh-huh. I went and I was listening to it. And I was like, "Yo, this is fire!" Okay, cool. But after that, I went to. I I had heard some some of Lil Wayne's music, like Lollipop and uh, uh, Got Money, like those two yeah. songs at the time, like they were popping. They had just blown up, and I was just like, "Yo." who is this? And that was kind of my first introduction, real introduction to hip hop where I really wanted to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So that's around like 07, 08 when Wayne is... 08 or 09, he got, yeah. yeah. He yeah. got the well, got the rap game in his hand at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. And then at the same time, and this is where I was about 11 years old, if I'm not mistaken, was, it was not too long after was... um. I remember waking up, and again, this is uh, one of the things, because like a lot of people, you know, a lot of kids, when they wake up on the weekends and stuff, they'd wake up early and watch cartoons or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. I would watch MTV. Yeah, you just like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, swear, to, I used to watch yeah. the video, Sucker Free Countdown yeah. and all yes, that. Sir. And one morning, I had woke up, and I did that. It was like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up, and I turned on the TV. And there was a video, and I remember the video. It was Eminem, uh, Eminem's "Beautiful," mm-hmm. and that was classic, kind of classic was like, song. Absolutely, and I was just like, "Yo, who's this? What?" Is... And what? After that, um, or not too long after that, Eminem released "Recovery," uh-huh. and you know when Eminem releases a project, it's just like. It was all over the radio, and yeah, so it was just like, yo. <laughs> and that's really where my introduction to hip-hop first got started. 
super bit was was um with Lil Wayne and Eminem who are still killing it, both mm-hmm. of them. Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne, is, man. I, I, I that's why that's why I don't like that flack Eminem gets. Like people still be trying to talk about his rhyme scheme and stuff like that. I mean, that's his whole shtick. You feel me? You're right. It's like that's what he does. Yeah, like that's what that's him. Like people are trying to clown him on the EPMD too. I'm like, it should have took M off the record. I'm like, what? Should took M off. Like I think everybody killed their respectfully though. Like, Absolutely. Same. For their era, because everybody on the song is a different era. Like EPMD is yeah, before fair. Nas. Mm-hmm. Nas is that era after EPMD, and obviously Eminem is the era after Nas. So it's like it's three different generations on the track. You feel me? So yeah. And I yeah, I don't even want to say that it, you know. I don't even want to really say that M did outdid anybody on the track. I feel like oh, I everybody feel like all, yeah, everybody just kind of kept it right there, and as they should, you know, they're all legends in the game. So it's yeah, like I hear a lot of that, especially hear it on Twitter. Hip hop Twitter is ridiculous when it comes to yeah, that. like bro, you see Yo. some crazy <laughs> stuff on there, bro. Yo, I was sitting there, it's like Eminem don't got no rhyme schemes, huh? Bro, he take bruh, for a whole verse, he'll rhyme the same rhyme scheme and won't switch it at all. Exactly, dog. It's just, yeah, whatever, dog. I don't even want to hear what, You know, and I've kind of learned, I've come to learn that taking hip-hop Twitter serious at this point, it's just like, yeah, nah, dog. I'm not dealing with it because it's just unnecessary. It is stu- it's, a lot of times it's just stupid, too. It's just like, all right, yeah, you obviously don't listen to it, but whatever. Yeah, the people who never even tried to listen to the song, trying to critique it, trying to yeah. go with what everybody else is saying just because they feel like it's the right thing to say or, or the right stance no, to take. No, what throws me off, and this is for any rapper, is people who don't actually rap trying to critique rap and try to critique the skills of rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Eminem gets a lot of flack too for like some of his wordplay, and uh, I understand to some some of them do come off kind of corny, but I think but he does it on purpose. I mean, we all know that. It's I mean that's always been a part of his thing too was to per- be purposely corny. Uh-huh. So that's always been there. So yeah, but like you know, on one hand, I'm like okay, yeah, I get that you you find it corny, but at the same time, could you put that together the same way and still make it make sense? Even if it's corny. That's what I'm saying. Cause they're like, bro, they think it's easy. They think it's easy to say some of the shit Wayne and M be saying. Like, nah, it's really not. If you think about it, like, them niggas be on a whole different planet with that shit. Oh, absolutely. And and the thing about it is, what really gets on my nerves too is that um, it'll only be like one bar out of the song that might be just a little bit corny. Cause Lil Wayne gets flack for that too. Is that he'll have like a whole song filled with like crazy metaphors and then and just like, like a line that's line that's just filler in yeah. that's just like not that great or or yeah like you said filler and then they're just oh. like oh these guys are washed and they're nah they can still body you in track yo chill <laughs> hey. they can still body any of your favorite rappers in a track dog i feel like that gave like social media gave people like this like their opinion matter to critique not just music but everything you feel me but music it'd just be more crazy but i like you said though people who've never been in it that's why i respect like certain they like people may say whatever about joe button but that nigga was a lyricist though so you could take everything that he was saying like people 
everybody might like, pump it up, you know, he's a one-hit wonder. But Joe, that nigga was known for body and freestyles and shit and being a lyricist, though, for real, for real. Nobody so buys everything. Yeah. But people I don't want to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, but people don't want to talk about that. about that because, I mean, and it's not really, on one hand, I will say, I don't think it's really his fault either because he was not that big because he doesn't have hits like Drake. Drake, mm-hmm. on the other hand, Drake put out a project that hits number one instantly. Even like, if it's Drake bad. Even if it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's just... It's like, like the Kanye shit. Like, it was a good or a bad album, but everybody in the world going to listen to it. Oh, definitely. Speaking of which, Kanye, you go ahead and drop that Donda. I just want to see how it's good, how it, how it sounds. It but, better be great. The way you had this three-week three week wait, you feel me? Honestly, yo. I'm looking forward to it, but... I don't know. Kanye be dropping some questionable albums recently. Yeah. Like, I'm all for dropping a gospel album, but Jesus is King wasn't it. He had a good, good couple of songs, but oh, my, yeah. man, my man said, what did he say? Uh, you're my number one with the lemonade from Chick-fil-A or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yo, what does that even mean? But Closed right. on Sunday. I was like, come on, dog. But it's, come you on. know, but it's Kanye. Kanye gets away with a lot of that. Facts, but, though, but I mean, he still put out classics, though. There ain't no, yeah. ain't no disrespect. He's still a legend. But yeah, definitely. I mean, I was talking to uh, Sean Dub the other day, right, on right. the phone, and we was talking about Kanye. I was like, bro, this nigga came in with a four pack, my nigga. Like four <laughs> classic albums. Absolutely, one after the other. But I'm saying. We was talking about uh, 808s and shit. And I was like, bro, at the time, we was caught up in the first three albums, college dropout, registration, and graduation. We was caught up in that. So when 808s came out, nobody nobody thought it was classic. But in hindsight, looking back at it, it is a classic. And it birthed niggas like Kid yeah, Cudi and say, Drake. Yo, it birthed uh-huh. niggas. Lil Uzi. Say, oh, definitely. I was it birthed like, niggas. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It built the whole new generation, but at the time, nobody thought AOS was gonna be a classic. They understand why he was doing making amazing and love lockdown and shit like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, 808 is mm, is probably my second favorite Kanye album, to be honest. Yeah, if not my first. But that's what I'm saying, though. Because that's what I be. Yeah, because he did something very different, and it, it actually followed something. You know, there was a full concept of mm-hmm. the whole heartbreak thing going on with it, and I, yeah, and the sound was just so different from everything else. And and it's, that's, that's what, what I'm what, saying. Like you yeah. said on Black Twitter, people be trying to crown stuff a classic the day it came out, and I'm just like, bro, you got to give it time because you, well, eight oh eight wasn't a classic when it came out. It was in hindsight. We look back and say, like, yo, that's what really started these niggas right now type shit. From the artists we love yeah. today, like Drake. That's what started shit like with Drake. You feel me? So that's what I'm saying. People be trying to crown, crown everything as a classic right now, but you gotta give it time. You feel me? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I mean because let's also keep it real. Like with, with certain artists like um Crowning things classic is weird because, like like I said, with certain artists, like I'm a big, I'm gonna use Eminem because Eminem's encore. A lot of people do consider that a classic Eminem album, and I'm just like personally, I don't like encore. I don't think it was nah, literally nah. standard. I don't, I don't like, no, nah, nah, I don't like, I don't like encore. But encore does have his moments where I see like, okay, absolutely, I, I understand his story. I know he was, uh, he was 
that was the most she was on pills and shit with Encore. You could tell yeah. because like with them songs like Puke on You and you know, um what's that other shit? It was some shit. I ain't gonna lie, that Rain Man shit do kinda go hard, but it's time he being goofy too though. Yeah, that, but I think that's what really threw it off for me on Encore was that it was, it was goofy. It was really goofy, and it also didn't have like the. You could tell something was off when it came to the writing of the the album. If yeah, but it had its moments though, like Mockingbird. Yeah, definitely. There spent was some, some good time. Songs up there. The outro was hard with him, Fifty and Dre. Oh yeah, Look, yeah. it had its moments. It had its songs, but I was just like, I don't know. He put all that goofy shit in there, but it had yeah, it, it had it, some quality songs up there though. Oh, yeah, definitely. Of course. I mean, I would expect it to. I personally would feel like Relapse is a better album than Encore, but Relapse, I have my critiques on that, too. But, but yeah, because Relapse kind of, yeah, I got my critiques, but I think it kind of explains Encore. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah. I, would I, say I also like the concept that he was kind of going for. I just kind of feel like some of the execution on that album was was weird like with the the accent thing the accent yeah he ran that into the ground like you said yeah and <laughs> i mean for some songs it worked some songs it was kind of like okay you might i think he should have just did it for back for baghdad he should have just did the voice on baghdad you yeah, know the, the instrumental the instrumental felt like some type yeah. of shit like yeah so it kind of i understand for uh for that but relapse but... has a lot of good songs too yeah, even if the deluxe, the deluxe too, the, the, oh, the, the deluxe, deluxe with elevator and all that, and mm-hmm. yeah, Buffalo I Bill. Like my favorite off of deluxe would be between my darling or Buffalo Bill. Yo, Buffalo mm-hmm. Bill is kind of hard. My darling, my darling, Buffalo Bill, and damn, uh, I like the underground song. That's on the standard version. Yeah, that one's hard too. Yeah, here comes so, the rain and thunder. Yeah. yeah. Because that kind of, to me, was like uh, like he was bringing, kind of like bringing the shady side back, but it was, it wasn't uh-huh. too, it, he wasn't doing like the, the, the accents and stuff like that. He kind of sounded like he was being serious, but he wasn't. Uh-huh. Like, kind of like how he used to do back before, like Marshall Mathers LP era type thing. Yeah. But with, with the more modern sound, obviously, so... Well, facts, I actually facts. got a question for you then. How do you did you hear uh, his last two projects? Some uh music to be murdered by. Yeah, yeah, so I've heard. I didn't. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it deluxe also. Mm-hmm. I think this is. I think the response. That's why I don't get caught up in reviews and stuff because people yeah. it's mixed reviews on the album. Some people either you love it or you hate it. You feel me? But I was on the firm of loving it though. I felt it was had a too many songs though, but. It wasn't like, yeah, it, but it still was good with me though. Like I still listen to it when I work out and stuff. Uh, oh yeah, it has, so. it has a lot of good songs up there. There was yeah. some, especially I feel like side A personally had a little bit more critiques than side B in terms of some of his song choices. Mm-hmm. But like wordplay wise, his beat selection got really good. Then him having a track with Juice World, you know, obviously. Oh my After God. he passed and all that, Yo, even, so. a, that was a moment. I will not lie to you. I was really skeptical <laughs> when I saw yeah. that Juice World was on that song. I was like, "Yo, how is this gonna go?" Because yeah, because it's like running into the ground, and you never gonna forget that. Like, oh, Eminem and Juice World had a song. Like, oh, do you forget about it if it's trash? You feel me? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, but then I heard it, and I was just like, "Yo, this is okay. Yeah, this is fire. This is this is catchy. I, I like it." And Juice yeah. did a great job on the hook. 
Then the video was crazy too. So the video was wild. So, but yeah, bro. Uh, this is stuff I'll, I'll talk to you about, you know, uh, off the mic and all that. But I appreciate you uh, giving me some of your time today, man. All right, yeah, appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me up here. Oh yeah, most definitely. We definitely gonna stay in touch, though, man. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, y'all got that that uh, mixtape coming out too, right? Yeah, that's coming out later this. Yeah, at the end, at the month. That's what we aiming for. Yeah, the bet. Because I sent in. I know uh, I'm supposed to be using a couple of my beats. So everybody that's listening in on this, y'all need to go check that out. And if oh, you yeah. don't, I'm still your Nike. All right. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> All, right, so. All right, bro. I'll be talking to you, man. Is yes, there? Stay safe. Uh, you too, bro.